Luke 3. He, Jesus, will baptize you with Holy Spirit and fire. Luke 3, the Holy Spirit descended upon him like a dove. It's often forgotten that when the Holy Spirit rested on Jesus in Luke chapter 3, Jesus had not performed a single miracle. In other words, if Jesus needed the Holy Spirit for his life and ministry, you and I are going to need him as well. And, and I want to be very clear in these next few moments because I believe about to have an opportunity. I don't have a full message for you today. I believe that this, this service was more of an encounter than anything. But I wanted to give an opportunity in this Christmas God wrapped his son Jesus in flesh and gave him to the earth. And then Jesus lived the life that you couldn't live and that I couldn't live. He died the death that I should have died. But before he left, he said, I'm leaving a gift with you. He even told his followers, stay in Jerusalem. Wait, there's a promise coming. It's the promise of the Holy Spirit. The same Mary, his mother, who the angel showed up to 33 years prior and said, hey, the Holy Spirit's going to overshadow you. She was, according to Acts chapter 1, 14, she was in the upper room. It says, Mary, together with all the others. And what happened in that upper room? The Holy Spirit rested. And here's what was happening. Jesus wasn't just saying, I'm your gift believe in me for the forgiveness of your sins and then figure out the rest of your life. He said, I'm the redeemer. I pay for your sins. But when you're looking at me, many people look at Jesus and are impressed with the life that he lived. But Jesus says, you don't have to leave impressed. You can leave empowered because the same spirit that raised me from the dead, I'm pouring out for all of humanity. So God gave the gift of Jesus. Jesus gave the gift of the Holy Spirit so that you and I can experience the fullness of life. You can fulfill your purpose. You're not just meandering through life. You're not aimless. God has a purpose for you that cannot be fulfilled apart from his spirit, just like Jesus had a purpose from God that could not be fulfilled apart from the Holy Spirit. And this next statement I'm going to make can be a little especially if you grew up in church, okay? You grow up in church, it's, hey, I give my heart and my life to Jesus. The best moment happened last week. My, my eight-year-old summer is over here. Some of y'all heard about just a moment I had with her on a daddy-daughter date night um, last week where she just promised that she was never walking away from Jesus, right? If you weren't here, she looked at me. I was telling her about people that I know in my life who said they followed Jesus in one season, but they've walked away. And she said, Daddy, I'm gonna make you a pinky promise right now. She reached her pinky out. And then tears filled her eyes. She said, I promise you, I'm never walking away. I broke, began weeping at Panera over my caprice sandwich or whatever the heck I was eating. But last week, Whitney and Logan, our kids director, said that Summer asked Jesus into her heart. And so Summer and I had a conversation, and I was like, Summer, tell me about that moment. Because before we moved here in Jacksonville, Summer had come to Shauna and I. We were in our neighborhood pool, and she said, 
I want to give my heart to Jesus. And so we prayed, and she did that. We baptized her right there, but we told her that we still would love her to get baptized, you know, with, with everybody at church because there is something about going public. But she wanted to do it, and we did it. So last week when she asked Jesus into her heart, again, she, she's a kid I wanted to understand. And man, if Jesus was not right when he said, you have to become like one of these to get into the kingdom. Do you want to know what she said to me? No, no, no. Listen to this. Because I'm like, well, baby, you know you did this before. And she locked eyes with me. She said, no, I gave Jesus my heart. They asked me if I wanted to ask if he would come into my heart. She said, I want all of it. I called our kids director. I said, hey, um, I, ultimately, I think it was semantics, but it's good. She wants all of it. She's already given her heart, but you were saying, ask him into your heart. And she's like, I'll do it all because I just want him. I want you to know that in Acts chapter 8 and chapter 10, there is a, there's an apostle preaching the gospel. And in chapter 8, it's very concerning because we can be like, well, I've given my life to Jesus and, you know, I probably got the Holy Spirit somewhere in there and we're all good. When you get saved, Ephesians 1.13 says he marks you with a seal that guarantees your inheritance, and that seal is the Holy Spirit. When you get saved, the Holy Spirit comes to your life. He's leading you. He's guiding you. He's convicting you, all of those things. But there is the Spirit within, and then there is the Spirit upon. And those two words grammatically are very different and very key because they're written often in scriptures, within and upon. And in Acts chapter 8, Jesus has now lived. He has died. He has resurrected. He has ascended to heaven. The Holy Spirit has been sent. Everything that Jesus came to do is done. Do you know what happens in Acts chapter 8? It says they preach the gospel. People believe the word of Christ. And then that apostle goes and gets Peter and John because they had been following the Lord longer and said, hey, I need you to come and pray for the people that they will receive the Holy Spirit. Now, I'm not going to tell you what background I grew up in, but when I read that scripture for the first time with the lenses off and religion not telling me, I looked at that and I said, somebody hold the dang phone. Did, did, did they just give their lives to Jesus and then get baptized in the Holy Spirit? Well, this makes so much sense that John said, the one who comes after me will baptize you with Holy Spirit and fire. Christians in the room, you can love Jesus and know Jesus and you've received the gift from the Father, but there is a gift from Jesus for the Holy Spirit to baptize you. There's a confidence, there's a boldness. Peter and John walked out of the upper room with that very boldness and I believe that your Christmas tomorrow could look like unlike any Christmas you've ever had when you ask for the gift of the Holy Spirit to come and rest on you. Business leaders, it'll give you strategies and ideas you could never come up with on your own. Moms and dads, the Holy Spirit will give you the ability to be able to parent and guide your children in a dark, dark world, and they'll grow up seeing light and not drawn by darkness. I'm telling you, the gift of the Holy Spirit, the same gift that Jesus walked with, the same gift that his mother was like, my goodness, look at my son. He's my son. He's my Savior. Look at that spirit in him. And I can just see Jesus standing back saying, Mom, you just wait, because there's going to be a day when I'm going to take this gift of this spirit, and I'm going to give it to you. It's going to be poured out on all flesh. And so here's what we're going to do for the remainder of our service. Heads bowed, eyes closed. I really believe that there is the, one of the greatest Christmas gifts being offered to you today. If you have never asked Jesus, I want, I want to be very specific here with the verbiage because it's going to line up with scripture in this house. If you have never prayed a prayer that sounds like this, Jesus baptize me with Holy Spirit and fire. I believe that today 
you could receive a power and a boldness. Some of you have maybe prayed that before, but you're like, Pastor, I just feel stale. I feel stuck. Well, that's good because Ephesians 5.18 says, be filled with the Spirit. And that word filled in Greek is the comparative tense, and it means to be continually filled. So maybe you need a fresh outpouring today. Maybe you need God to, to again, give you a fresh eternal perspective like I've had the past few days. And so what I'm going to do in these next few moments, if you're in here today and you're like, I want to ask Jesus to baptize me with the Holy Spirit. I want all that God has for me. I want you right now to step out of, your, out of the aisle and come down front right where you're at. I don't care what anybody else does. This isn't about anybody else. This is about you asking Jesus, Jesus, baptize me with the Holy Spirit. Yeah, will you come? And just so you know, if you're, if you're questioning if you should, people are already moving, so you're not alone. The thing that holds most people back from taking steps with God is they think they'll do it alone. Even though Jesus had to do it alone, and I'm thankful he did, God did not call you to do it alone. And I believe, according to Scripture, that God wants to pour out his spirit in a fresh way. It is one of the assignments of Jesus to baptize with Holy Spirit and fire. And so over the next few moments, here's what I want to ask you to do if you're down here. I'm not asking you to repeat a prayer. You talk to Jesus. He said that he would come and baptize with his Holy Spirit. I want you to notice that the Holy Spirit's paired with fire. The reason it's paired with fire is because a lot of times we think about fire in the Bible, we think about hell, the place we don't want to go to. But there's also a godly fire. And that fire burns up anything that cannot stay any longer. Some of you have tried to, you love Jesus, you believe in Jesus, your sins have been forgiven, but you've been trying to break that addiction. And I want you to know that when you ask for the Holy Spirit to come and baptize you, the fire of God is going to burn up some of those desires and they're not going to be coming back any longer. There's going to be a fresh hunger for the things of God. So right Right now, in your own words, will you just begin to pray to Jesus, the one who is the great high priest who mediates between you and the Father, and tell him, Holy Spirit, come, Jesus, baptize me with your spirit. God, bring your fire. God, burn up anything that shouldn't be here any longer. For some of you, he's burning up memories, memories that have haunted you, things that were done to you, ways you were taken advantage some of you, it's the decisions that you've made that God's already forgiven you of, but you can't forgive yourself. The Holy Spirit today is releasing a power on your life. It's time to forgive you. It's time to move forward. There's more ahead with God. And the Holy Spirit will give you this boldness and this power. So can we just not give him some room, but can we give him the whole room? Holy Spirit, right now, we invite you. Will you come and baptize us? The gift of Christmas from Jesus, the Holy Spirit. Thanks for tuning in. Make sure to check us out on thevoyage.church to stay updated on everything God is doing in our city.